Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Hello friends, and welcome to Bloomington, Minnesota. It's cloudy and 32 degrees, but it's all sorts of sunshine in the Youth Hockey Hub offices. I'm Peter Odney, and right now I am on a sandy beach with my dear friend, Todd Hauk. Todd, let's bring a little warmth to the airwaves. How are you? I'm doing well. Let me just kick off the sand between my toes. Oh, man. As I hear listen, those waves crash. I listen to Jimmy Buff in the background. There's a parrot on my shoulder. But welcome to uh, uh, episode number five of Her Ice, which is a podcast where me and Peter chat about uh, Minnesota girls' high school action. We talk about players, we talk about stories, as well as uh, some hockey-related issues, and sometimes we actually talk about some non-hockey items. Uh, we're podcasting, like you said, from uh, YHH Studios in uh, Studio 1A at the YHH Home Office. Uh, and Her Ice is sponsored proudly by uh, MAP Hockey. So if you're looking for the extra edge or an off-season training opportunity, uh, check out MAP Hockey. Uh, in addition to uh, just having some basic off-season uh, training opportunities, they do have uh, uh, training for any size skater you have, whether it's a squirt, peewee, bantam, high school, and there are uh, many Minnesota Wild players that train there. So if you have a Pacific um, thing that you're looking to work on or even if you have a goalie they do have goalie training program there as well so uh, make sure and check out map.hockey for more information uh, let's get peter in the rolling here we have his staff rankings which he puts out every <laughs> single monday and we want to touch base with his recap of the standings and the rankings and see where we're sitting at peter well i've got five points to make covering both class double a and class a and over number one in class two a defeats maple grove two to one one problem I see with this, Todd. One okay. problem I see. Andover takes four penalties in the third period. If you want to protect a one-goal lead, you cannot take four penalties in the final frame like that. Number yep. six, Maple Grove, proves that tough defense and good goaltending can mitigate in part a high-flying offense. Uh, I think this is good for both teams. It shows Andover that they can battle through adversity with four penalties, and it shows that Maple Grove can slow down a, a high-scoring team. Well, that was their first loss of the season, so kudos to Maple Grove. And you're going to get tested early. That's where you want to get tested, against the best of the best. So. Especially in a conference matchup like that. Mm -hmm. Edina, number two, that's not going to change for a little while. Seven straight wins since the season opening loss. And the Hornets have scored six or more goals in six of their last seven games. They beat Breck 7-4 last night. Good on Breck for scoring four goals against Edina. Good on Edina for scoring seven goals against Breck. You could pencil that in almost every time when he down and plays. It's like six or seven, six, six or, or seven, seven six, six or seven. seven. If you keep maybe <laughs> that might be the tree to the 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 trick to beating Edina. If you keep him under four, you're gonna win. They might have to go box and one they for the entire have. game. They we might, might have, have to, to ice the puck continuously. Yep. Yep. We don't want to give away everyone's game plan, but no. Are Elk. you listening out there, Lake Conference? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elk River Zimmerman, our third point of the day, continued their undefeated run with a one-one tie. Against Centennial and Kelsey King continues to be one of the state's leading scorers. 15 goals, 25 points, averaging three and a half points per game. The Elks cruising with an undefeated record so far. Antlers up. Antlers up. Answers up, yep. Bouncing into Class 1A, World cements itself as the number one team in single A, beating Breck 3 to nothing to avenge last year's state championship game loss. Todd, what a fabulous game. 
It was a good game. You know, no doubt about that. They definitely flexed and they they showed why they were number one. And I think the good thing about that one, too, is everybody's like, well, we're, we're, they don't have a very tough schedule. They don't play a lot of tough teams. They're a single-A team. Of course they're going to be undefeated. They play the best. They play the best, and they beat the best. Mm-hmm. Our fifth and final point about the rankings, a Class 1A shakeup. I love the shake. You know, I, I was sitting there, and I'm staring at the top ten teams, and I'm thinking, I'm making a lot of excuses for some teams and keeping them in the rankings based on past performance, like past seasonal performance. So we have four new teams in the top ten this week. No, we're going to live today. We're for today. We are living today. We are living today with Hibbing Chisholm, Fergus Falls, Cambridge Isanti, Mora Pine City, and Minneapolis making their way into the Class A top ten. I love those, and I love that Fergus got some love finally in Cambridge. I'm going to start calling him Cambridge because the C-I-M-PC. Slash. <laughs> the Blue Jackets, or Cambridge, uh, I, they're definitely flexing their muscles and definitely a team that you we've, – we've talked about them on prior weeks. Definitely a team that you have to put on your radar, and they could possibly jump up and they could be in the mix. And last night, the day after the rankings come out, Fergus Falls scores a huge win over Section 6A rival Alexandria. Alex was on a lot of team, a lot of people's uh, teams to watch list. They're coming off several state tournament appearances, and that's a big win for the Otters over the Cardinals. Again, so that's the second time we've said Otters on this otters. podcast. It might be the first time ever there's been multiple uh, sayings of the word otter on podcast. We might have made podcast history within the last two weeks. Let's add three more times. Otters, otters, otters. <laughs> otter, otter, otter. Otter. That could be their new theme song. Well, now we have the record. We do. Yeah, we've, we've clinched it now. Hey, let's talk about a couple of the games. And he did kind of jump into some of the games that we talked about last week, which we thought were going to be uh, games of the week. Games of the week. So we want to recap those real quick in a fashion so that you are up to date in case you didn't get a chance to hit the ranks. Uh, a couple of big ones that we, that we thought were huge. Uh, we talked about Cambridge, and they did come out forced, but they did run into uh, Grand Rapids, Greenway, and uh, Sadie Pert, Part who did have two goals and two assists in that one as they lost 6-1. So that's a little slow down with them. And then, obviously, last night they ran into Buffalo. So definitely that was a good one. Uh, Maple Grove, they thumped themselves before they lost last night. Before, they had kind of kept going on as they had beat Minnetonka in overtime. Uh, so they are showing that why they are one of the better teams. That was a team that we talked about last week. Uh, and then another big one that we talked down in the 507, which we're trying to give some love, is a huge, huge victory as Faribault's kind of coasted, kind of kept their eyes on – the division conference, I should say, down there in the Big Nine. But Northfield flexes her muscles with uh, basically the Bolin sisters and Jessica Bolin, who had two goals, and she had the the, the game-winning goal as they did defeat Faribault in a 3-2 overtime victory. So a uh, big win for the Raiders down there, and they are going to be talked about a lot within this podcast itself. So get ready to hear a little bit more. Uh, and then you talked about, obviously, the Warwick Breck game uh, and uh, the Andover-Maple Grove game, which happened last night with Carlos getting the uh, game-winning goal for the Huskies. So uh, a lot of big games we had last week. So let's kind of slide a little bit over to some of the players we thought that did some unbelievable things last week. We want to give them some love. So Peter, what's one of the players of the week that you like to rip off right away? You know, last night, as I often do, I'm staring at my computer. It's probably 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm looking at the girls' high school stat leaders, and I see a name that I've never seen before. And that, that doesn't happen often. Chloe Finnerty mm-hmm. leads the state in assists. She has 18 of those so far. She's got three goals, 18 assists, 21 points in her last four games. All wins for North Wright County. The freshman defender has a goal and 15 assists in her last four games. Incredible. I, and I really love it as much as we want to be. And, and I noticed while I was kind of printing some stats for today, I said we really kind of bang out some stats for there. I mean, not that we're, we're metric-driven here with uh, her ice, but 
I love seeing players, and it happens in the NHL a lot, where you've got a player that has a few goals, but then always has tons. Like Joe Thornton's well-known for that. A few goals, but tons of assists. Always in the right place, always finds the right player. And Fenner is just one of those gals, especially with uh, North Wright County. They're undefeated still, so they her, they need her, and they're definitely a great game for her, a great week for her. Another player you want to throw out there, and, and they may not get as much love, but we talk about Warroad on a weekly basis and how thumping they are, and they're 7-0, and top of the single A, but they came across a gal from Moundsview by the name of Abby Thompson, who is a goalie on the 1st of December. And the big thing I want to mention that one is that only did Warroad only win by the score of 3 to nothing. Only. But they were peppering Miss Thompson. She made 49 saves. So we wanted to make sure to give her a little shout-out for making 49 saves and keeping one of the top single-A squads to only three goals in that game. So kudos to Miss Thompson and the rest of the Moundsview Mustangs. Yeah, another player that we both agree on. How about that? Shocker. Uh, Miss Sadie Peart. Peart, 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 from Grand Rapids Greenway, the state's leading scorer with 27 total points. This gal's got five goals and 11 points in her last three games. Uh, committed to Quinnipiac, a big get for the East Coast School. Huge, huge. And just watching that GR slash G team as the Lightning are definitely coming through the rankings right now, and they are definitely a team. They're undefeated, so definitely a, a big part of their, their offense. A couple gals also want to mention out there, too, uh, uh, with Ian Perry having a big win over Prior Lake. And the reason I want to bring this up is Players of the Week because uh, Sydney Langseth and Grace, hope I say this right, uh, Cooper, I Kuypers. hope it, Kuyper just said that way. Kuyper. They both had great games in that one. So basically, it was, it was a one-two punch for the Eagles in that game. Uh, Sydney had three goals and four assists, and Grace had four goals and two assists. So basically, it was like, do you want to score? Or you want me to score? You want to score? I'll score. I'll score. <laughs> so, Let's even it out. I mean, eight goals and, and seven of them were just those two gals. So obviously, a, a top line that, uh, for the Eagles. So they're definitely rolling with those two as the players of the week as their representatives. And one more we want to throw out there too is. Uh, we cannot not see what Miss Quinn Koontz is doing Bravo, for Warroad. Let's just throw the mind-boggling numbers out there, which is going to blow somebody's minds out there a little bit. So so far, she is 7-0, and she has a goals allowed average of .43, and she has a save percentage of 9.77. So she is one of the top goalies overall in the state, and Warroad's only given up three goals, and that was in one game. So she, Warroad's got the punch. They've got Cornelius in up front, but it's the defense which is actually holding as her own. So kudos to Miss Koontz and the rest of the Lady Warriors. And one more point about that Warroad Moundsview game, a, a slight uh, correction. It was Tegan Johnson who had the 49 saves and not Abby Thompson. Did I write down the wrong name? I believe so. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. I got curious, so I looked up the game. I have to talk to our crack staff. So, <laughs> I don't know if we, folks, we're not, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I mean, shout out to Abby, too, because technically she finished with zero goals against as well. She did. Good point. All right, well, we're going to move forward from that error and hope the rest of the show is going to be error-free. But if uh, if I, we do make an error and, and if we mispronounce the name, please hit us up on Twitter at Youth Hockey Hub or send an email to at um, uh, YHHTourney at Gmail. Please send us an email and let me know if I'm pronouncing the name wrong. You want to give some kudos to a player that we're not giving enough love to. Tell well, me if you hate me. That's right, yeah. If hit you, me. If you want to talk about his collard greens and Thanksgiving and you hate collard greens, yeah, send us an email or, or hit us up on Twitter. So um, so we, uh, we're going to move on to the next couple te- teams that we think are, are out there and they're blowing up right now. And so instead of calling them our surprise teams, we've called them our radar teams. 
I just went straight on and said, watch outs. These are teams that you need to start paying attention to because they are making big forces. We know it's early in the season. A lot of teams are not hitting their stride with their conference play or they're hitting just barely the conference play. But these teams, there's four teams we're going to talk about real quick, which are making huge accomplishments, and there are teams that you should be watching out for. One right away, as we've talked before, is um, North Wright County. And one of the reasons that they are flowing, not only do they have the top assist gal in the state with uh, Chloe Finnerty, but they also have a, their leading scorer, which is McKenzie, I hope I'm saying this right, Bougeret. Borgery. Borgery, that was close. <laughs> she has 12 goals and 24 points total. So they are doing a great job. Not only do they have the net mining, which is keeping them in games, obviously, but the, the top two scoring people in their, their squad is definitely keeping uh, North Wright, Wright County up in the standings and in number one, and they're 6-1. and one, So a good start for them. So watch out for them. Watch out for them. Our, our next team on our list, we've mentioned their leading scorer, Sari, Sadie Peart, uh, before on this podcast. Grand Rapids Greenway continue continue to roll through their early season schedule. The Lightning are 9-0, and coming off a 7-0 win over Eveleth Gilbert. The Lightning will take on Edina this coming Saturday oh, at Braemar Ice Arena. Yikes. That should be a game of the week. It should not be. Would you not say that's a game of the week? But at the same time, on paper, everything looks like that is going to be a dynamite ball game because only one loss between both teams. One loss between both teams, but if we had to put down a board bet on that one, I would be, I would be taking the Hornets – and the spread and the over. That I cover all my gambling bases there. I think you I think you covered all your gambling bases, that's for <laughs> sure. No doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, next squad I want to kind of mention to you is the Thief River Falls Prowlers. Uh, they are coming out really strong and the I think the biggest thing I noticed them, not only are they eight and one, so they're they're coming out in like gangbusters with a strong schedule and a strong uh, record so far. But their leading scorer is Shelby Bryland, who only has eight goals. Wow. You've played nine games, and your leading score has eight goals. And their leading point goal uh, point uh, producer is Chloe Lund, who has 15 points. And eight of those are assists. So the Prowlers are doing just the simple things to get them on top and winning these ball games. So kudos to the Prowlers. So definitely a team that you need to watch out for. Is they're, they're starting to hit a stride, I think, right now. Yeah, another team that we would like to keep everyone's eyes on, eyes on would be Mound West Tonka. Have we mentioned them before? Yes. Have we mentioned their goaltending before? Yes. T-Swizzle. Every, each time that we look at their record, we think, okay, they're going to run into some tough teams. They might slow down a little bit. T-Swizzle, Taylor Smith might taper off a little bit, but they have not. Mound West Tonka, the Whitehawks, still undefeated, coming off back-to-back shutouts. Taylor Smith has still... Uh, put up her numbers, her goals against is still under one save percentage at 968. Three shutouts on the season. You cannot ignore undefeated teams like the Whitehawks. No, and uh, one more thing I'll throw with the Whitehawks too is their leading scorer is Lauren uh, Lauren Burris, who has eight goals and nine assists. So not astronomical video game numbers, but again, when you have stellar defense and you get T-Swizzle in the net, uh, Burris can do simple things, and as well as the second leading scorer in the team is Grace Peterson, who has six goals and 13 points. So not astronomical name, numbers, but the Whitehawks are doing the little things, and when you've got a gal in the net, you can take chances. You can play just solid, uh, solid hockey, and they're definitely doing it. So that's keeping the Whitehawks where they're at right now. So kudos to them. So watch out for the Whitehawks. Yeah, Whitehawks sitting at, I believe, number five. In our stat. Yes, number five. Number five. They rolls up. They rolls up some a couple points. Also. They so bumped one. They're getting some love. They're getting some love for sure. All right. Well, hey, we uh, we talked about some games of the week from last week. We talked about some players who are doing great. We talked about 
Um, some teams you should watch out for. But there's some games coming up this week between now and the next time that we join you or you join us, I guess, that you should be paying attention to. These are games you're going to be watchers. There. Now, we talked about watchers. before we had the Green uh, – I'm sorry, the, the Greenway. The Grand Rapids Greenway Edina game, which is I think is still going to be a good game to watch. It's going to be two stellar teams. It's going to be two different levels, but it definitely be a test for the Lightning. But, a, but Northfield, I want to throw out there right now, they've got a very tough week ahead of them. First of all, they're going to go against conference rival Mankato East. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, Northfield just got done beating Faribault, so they kind of taking the lock of first place. Mankato East is now getting strong because they beat Faribault. So now, guess who's 1-2? and two? Now it's the matching up the 1-2 and two again. So Cougars against the Raiders, that's going to be a bang-bang game. Then right after that, do you think Northfield gets a break? No. Oh, no. They get the Warriors. Coming down, <laughs> six-hour drive. They love that six-hour drive. Um, they're coming to Northfield uh, Saturday night, and that's going to be a battle. So if you want to see if you're going to be number one in the 507, now it's a clash between 218 and 507, and there's going to be no meeting in the middle. It's gonna, one's going to fall. I don't think it's going to be a tie. I mean, some will be like, oh, they're going to battle, and it's going to be like a 2-2. It's going to be a great defensive battle. I think somebody's going to win that ball game. You think World's tired of making that drive down yet? You know, I actually read a good article about that. They were trying to talk about, like, they really – people in the 218, if you're out there, you'll know what I'm saying – you don't get sick of the drive. You know what's there. You know what's going to happen. You just know that you have to drive to get any kind of good hockey, and that's where the schedulers go. So do they get sick of it? I really don't think so. I think they, they just get accustomed to it. And if they know they're going to go someplace to play good hockey, they got to drive six hours. they got to go to the cities. That's the way it has yeah. to be. Better better people than I am. I can barely handle the half-hour drive from oh, St. Yeah. Paul we'll, to Bloomington. We'll complain about 45 minutes <laughs> out to Orno every single day. But – you know, but but at the same time, you know, we bumped into a lot of North Dakota folks that you know in in the Bantam Elite with the boys, and it's just a different breed. You just know, hey, I live in Fargo, I live in Grand Forks, I got to go to the cities to play good hockey. I got to go elsewhere. I can't sit around here because I'm going to play some. But you just know you're going to be driving someplace, and it's not going to be 45 to an hour. It's going to be that three, four, five, six hour drive. So, um, I guess that wraps up. But world's used to it, and, and I think they're okay with it, yeah. especially as long as you're going to be driving that trick in. March, this should be good. That's the one that counts. That's, <laughs> that's the a, one that counts. That's a good point. They'll be well prepared for the long bus ride to the XL uh, down the stretch. Not six hours away, but certainly far enough to merit uh, a little extra planning on our part. Cambridge Isanti will host Rogers in a battle for first place in the Mississippi 8 Conference. Rogers with their duo of Samantha Schirling and Marie Reimer have combined for 27 points this year, while Cambridge Isanti, Mora, Pine City, any other small hamlet that wants to toss their name into that could be a law firm. Could be a law firm, a very, a very long law firm. Yeah, multiple partners. Multiple partners, yeah, for sure. Mad Madeline Skelton's got 14 points to lead those gals, and freshman forward committed to Minnesota Riley Winters just cracked the 10-point plateau. Mm -hmm. So Rogers, Cambridge, Isanti, Moore, Pine City is a game that you should keep an eye on. Another game we want to keep you on the on your radar map would be a battle, and and I love when you've got two teams that which are doing well. Maybe one's doing a little bit better, and they're ready are rivals. They really don't like each other. Their cities border each other, and now you get to play as much a game as it's going to mean something. It's going to be Blaine versus Maple Grove. Now both squads, both high schools don't like each other. Let's just be frank. They don't like each other. And so any sport that comes up, especially in football, it's a big throwdown. Hockey, 
it's a big throwdown. I think this year when the boys play each other, it's going to be a super big throwdown because Maple Grove has got some steam coming up, but just as much steam with the girls' team as Maple Grove is led by uh, Manny McMahon, who has been just blowing it up the last couple weeks, and, and as well stellar goaltending by Lucy Morgan, who's got five wins. Goals allowed are going to be less than one. She got a save percentage of 954. So um, definitely going to give the Blaine Bengals a run for the money as right now. As Maple Grove ran into the Andover wall, don't get me wrong, but Blaine's going to be right there. They're kind of both battling for that number two spot, if you will, number three, with Andover and uh, Elk River. So definitely be a good game that you want to watch this week if you're up there in the MG. Well, let's, let's stick with the Northwest Suburban Conference. You've got Andover taking on Elk River Zimmerman on Saturday. Take your pick about why this would be a game to keep an eye on. You've got a conference game, a Section 7 AA game, and a game between two top 10 teams, Andover, led by that that hellaciously good trio, Jamie Nelson, Gabby Krause, and Peyton Hemp. They are all totaling 14 or more points this year. And we've mentioned Kelsey King. Okay, she's got 25 points, one of the state's leading scorer, but one player that should not go unnoticed, Elk River Zimmerman's senior goaltender Megan Jung, 5-0-1 with a goals against of 0.65, a save percentage of 96, and a pair of shutouts on the year. If the Elks want to take a page out of Maple Grove's book and keep the game close with Andover, they will rely on Jung and a low-scoring game to do so. I think so. Well, Maple Grove showed that. They, they kept them within 2-1 last night, so that's the only way you're going to beat Andover or stay in the ballgame. you got to not give up goals. Who do you think is going to win there? Who do you take between Andover and the Elks? That's a really good question. Well, that's why I brought it up for you. It's a, it's a better question than I think a lot of people would give merit to it. The game is at Elk River. So there's a – I'm saying the refs, mm. but I'm saying home cooking can help the Elks. Home cooking insofar as – Everything is a nice routine for the Elks. I think that when you play at home, there's a certain comfort in your own locker room, mm-hmm. your own bus ride from the high school or walk over or drive over from the high school. For You're sure. not getting on a bus, not getting to the rink two and a half hours early so that you can be there for the JV game. Uh, I think the blueprint is there to beat Andover. I think Maple Grove showed that they are um, – suspect to low-scoring games, but I'm still going to take Andover in that one. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to take the Elks. I'm taking the Elks in the upset. Early season upset. I like the upsets. All right. I'm not here to sit there and make my record look perfect and complain how I I took the favorite. I just (laughs) think the Elks, they're just on a roll, and this kind of a team I've kind of clinched on. Kind of like Grand Rapids Greenway. I've just fell in love with them a little bit. they got a great squad. They're playing great hockey right now. Uh, it's fun to see a smaller town do well and everybody get a little more recognition. That's what's great about our podcast is, yeah, we can sit and talk about Andover and Edina and, and Blake every, for like 30 to 40 to 60 minutes, but we need to bring other teams in there. We need to get some love for these other small squads or, or teams are doing it super well, and Elk River is a great example. Doing well this year, 6-0-1, so well, guy, let's give him a chance. Let's see what happens. The Elks are one of those sneaky teams mm-hmm. in 7AA. They usually come in as maybe a, a second or third thought after Andover and Forest Lake. But the Elks took Andover to the brink last year in the section semis. Andover only won by one at 3-2, to two, and that was with an Elk River team that finished the regular season 9-13-3. Mm-hmm. So if they have a team that's undefeated at this point, that's, that's going to be a better game than a lot of people think. I think so. Hey, I know this is on the fly, but, hey, let's go back and let's pick those three games that we just talked about before. I'm going to grab one of the North. I'm Fox. ready to pick them. I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's pick them. All right, so we got that one picked, so let's go back. Let's go Blaine, Maple Grove. Who do you take? Uh, Maple Grove. Okay, that's same as I. I'm taking the Crimson. Cambridge Rogers. Cambridge. Okay, same as I. I also took Cambridge. Wall Road and Northfield. 
<laughs> you know, the song says, I'd be a fool to say no, and I'd be a fool to say no to Warroad. I'm going to take the Warriors, bus ride and all. Yeah, I'm taking Warroad. As much as I want to, I'm kind of attached to Northfield, and I actually have family lives in Northfield, so it's kind of fun to see them uh, do as well as they do because their hockey program is not as well known as others. But I, I just think Warroad is just going to be too t- too tough, and especially with uh, Coons and Ned, I think it's going to be a t- it's going to be like a three nothing. 4-1 ball game uh, if Kuntz does give up a goal. You know, Kuntz is a great goalie. Obviously, we've mentioned her several times today, but Rachel Bielenberg from Northfield, no slouch between the pipes either. She's got six wins and a save percentage of over 91 so far. And she's been a mainstay of that varsity program for several seasons. So Bielenberg, uh, she'll be on her game as she normally is. Maybe Northfield and World stay a little closer than even I think they will. For sure. Nope. Uh, i Give you that one. So let's see how it maps out. So um, before we get any further, I kind of realized we kind of forgot about one thing. I want to kind of throw <gasps> it. Oh, no. no. That's right. Sometimes we get distracted. We have a good conversation, so I hate to, to break it up. But I want to give some love out to um, to an organization right now that did a great thing, I feel. So this is my mitt bump of the week. Mitt I want to give, bump. Some, give some credit. The, the, the squad's starting off a little slow, but I want to give them credit for their jerseys. So the St. Paul Henry Sibley squad. They came up with probably one of the best jerseys you're going to see. They took, they are now known as the Riveters, and they took the Rosie Riveter and they got it on the sweaters. And if you want to check that out on Twitter, it is a gorgeous sweater. You're talking a piece of history, and they said they've combined. So I love it when these co-ops come up with an ingenious name. Uh, you know, you've got Champlain Coon Rapids. Uh, you've got Apple Valley Burnsville with the youth program, the Firehawks. So if you get a great nickname, I think it really makes a difference for your squad. So definitely kudos. And the mid bump goes out to the Riveters of St. Paul, uh, Henry Sibley. So kudos. We can give them a mid bump for being the only girls, purely uh, St. Paul public school girls team, too. The St. Paul, uh, Paul Blades have combined with Henry Sibley to create this this co-op. And yes. It's it's nice that girls in the St. Paul Public Schools and in the Sibley School System have a chance to play at the public schools. Yep, exactly. We were looking for that. It's nice when the public school gets an opportunity. So um, let's talk a little bit, shall we? Let's take a moment of our, our podcast. Let's settle can, back in our chairs and cross our legs. Discuss. Oh, I like that idea. Discuss. It's, it does. Um, checking. I'm not, talking, oh. I'm not talking Wells Fargo. I'm not talking TCF. I'm talking Don't about. Don't use TCF. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about checking. When Peter, uh, and the reason we brought this up, part of it is we love some of these talker points that we come up with, and he talked about the Andover game earlier in the podcast. Uh, Andover had four uh, penalties in the third period, which, you know, when you're up 2-1, that's, that's kind of costly, but they survived. And a couple of those penalties were checking. So we're like, and we, you know, and I have a daughter, and I've watched girls' hockey for a while. It's like, when are they going to bring checking into girls' women's hockey? Your thoughts? My thoughts. I think it, it's almost as confusing as the NFL with its catch rule. I think it, it's so subjective based upon who the official is, whether it's a bump or if it's a check. Because bumping happens in girls' hockey, especially at this level where the players are so much faster than they used to be and the players are so much more physical than they used to be. So the speed of the bump slash check, I think, plays a huge role in what the official calls. And it depends on the official, too. I, this could be completely... Um, off my own brain, but I feel like male referees call it a little closer because all they see in the rule book is checking and they assume every time that two players bump into each other and one falls down, it's a check. Whereas I think females that have played the game at higher levels understand that there is going to be some bumping 
that come along with it. And sometimes a player falls down and it's not necessarily a penalized offense. No. And I, and I love how you said bumping because that's so much different than checking. Oh, yeah. And I think part of it, too, is that we have kind of – I want to say the, the use of the of the checking has kind of changed within the last couple of years, obviously with a lot of – a concussion protocol with whether it's football or hockey or what have you but with the men's game they're getting away from the goons so i think the the point of the checking is not just to take a guy's head off they're trying to use it in more of an artful form or more strategic than just like hey remember you used to have the checking line your fourth line was just mm-hmm. a knock hopefully you get the change you're knocking out the first so you watch enough girls, and it's like you. if you have girls that are aggressive, they're like, oh, my God, look at her check. Well, she's not checking. She's just aggressive. She knows how to cut a girl off. She knows how to get position. She knows how to knock a gal off the puck without even just using a shoulder and a simple little hip check. It's all it takes. And if you have a, a not as aggressive player, you're going to get knocked right off the puck. So what's the difference between that or actually physically just put them in, in, into the glass? And uh, they're not that going to be that hard. they got pads on. It's girls hitting girls. It's not – it's not boys hitting girls, and I think that also hurts faster players because if they're going faster and they happen to bump into a player, that player is more likely to fall over just because of the speed of the offending player, and it looks worse on a speedster. And that's going to happen no matter where you go. I just watched Ryan Reeves knock out Tom Wilson yesterday, and, and people are like, oh, my God, look at what he did to him. Yeah, because he's a little bigger than Wilson, <laughs> and he's coming at an angle, and he's got a little more speed. He's probably got about 30 to 40 pounds on him. Doesn't make a difference whether it's male or female. That per the smaller one's not going to win that battle. And guess what? If you're knocked off the puck, you've lost the battle, and now possession is going the other direction. So it just it's just it's an element of the game that needs to be brought in. I think. I think there there needs to be more examination. Examination. I, I definitely have to start at the U15 level. Obviously. Oh yeah. Obviously, and that's obviously a reason why some girls they're, they're skating, skating, and they're with the boys, and also when they hit bantams, like shoot, now now they're going to check, now I got to get out of it. Mind you, we have a couple gals in the high school. They're they're goalies, and they're making that change. They're like, I'm going to play with the varsity boys. Which kudos to you if you want to give that opportunity. But you just know it's going to be a more uh, aggressive game, mm-hmm. more physical game because that check-ins allowed. You're going to get run into it much more. That's for yeah. sure. But they're willing to take that, and I think that's kudos to them saying, you know what, I'm ready for the next step. And it should be a next step. It should be just a lateral change. If it's right for you, it's right for you. That's right. Yeah, just like I'm not a big collard greens guy, but that's okay. That's just me. Man, but if it's right for you, it's right for you. The ham hocks and the bacon No, it's, it's super. Y'all are never going to let me live down collard greens. No, no, greens, it's, it's, it's good to bring it. Y'all tripping. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was a good good convo. But another good convo, let's bring in our three questions of the day. Um, is sometimes we bring up some subjects that we want to kind of chat with a little bit. Um, so the first question we're going to throw at Peter is going to be, um, what was your biggest shocker of the week? You know, this shocker goes a little bit uh, a little bit deeper than the final score. St. Paul United beat East Grand Forks 3 to nothing last week. And St. Paul United have been one of those teams that have been reeling a little bit. But uh, Bridget Emerson makes 29 saves and gets the shutout. But here's the real shocking part of the game. Todd, there were, there were 12 power plays in this game. St. Paul United went 0 for 7. And East Grand Forks went 0 for 5. Ouch. Combined, we went 0 for 12 on power plays. How is that even possible? That's a lot of O's. How do you manage not to score on the power play? A uh, great friend of mine once said, if you can't score on a 5-on-3, you don't deserve to win the game. <laughs> And, uh, and I keep that in my mind every time I see something that happens. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a five and three. We can't score in a five and three. They can't score in a five and three. And I'd say nine times out of ten, that team does lose if you cannot score on the power play. Five and three is a little different, obviously, but 
Yeah, 0 for 12, that's kind of tough in a ball game. Yeah, those teams might want to go back to the drawing board and maybe get out of the umbrella or the overload and maybe try something new. The box trap is working, obviously. <laughs> All right, question number two for Peter. Uh, how much NHL are you watching right now? None. I, You know, you, you spend, as we do, six days a week covering hockey and watching youth hockey and, and high school. But, the, you know, the NHL... It's. I don't want to say it's boring because it's the top of the heap, but when so many games are two one, three one, you know, two nothing, one defensive battle, I, I can't sit through that for two hours. And maybe it's because I'm a millennial and millennials can't watch games. That might be true. I mean, I get bored during professional games, and I after you you cover hockey for you know sixty or seventy hours in a week, the last thing I want to do is go home, plop down on my couch, and turn on a three hour pro hockey game. Very true. And I, 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 I'm with, with you. Part of my thing is I just get so busy with watching all the youth stuff and all the high school stuff. And I'll say, like, oh, crap, the Wild played tonight. And I got updates on my phone. And I'm like, oh, shoot, we, we're up. We're, we're losing. Now we're up. And next thing you know, the game's over. And then, like, oh, that's right. I'll just read about tomorrow and then turn off the next game. So, yeah. hey, we had high school games last night. So I got to read through 80 games and get my numbers. And, and next thing you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, darn it. I someone hit my beeper once they make it out of the first round of the playoffs. And then right. I'll turn on the that's TV. That's what you're going to turn in. Well, that's how ESPN lost the. Uh, the rights. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we could we could go off on a, a forty minute tangent about Gary Bettman, but we won't we won't we do that to you. We won't share you that. So, all right, uh, last question. Favorite, and I know the question, but you folks don't. Know. You <laughs> might change it up, and you never know. Favorite rink food. Always have a fun one at the end. I have a I have a routine when I get to a rink in the morning when we're running a tournament. Mm-hmm. It could be eight a.m. It could be six a.m. Doesn't make a difference. I got to get a coffee, yep. and I have to get. Two hot dogs. One hot dog has mustard on it. One hot dog has ketchup on it. So if I had to pick one concession food to live on for the rest of my life, it would be hot dogs, obviously. you got everything in there. You have the bread, which nobody likes gluten anymore. True. And you've got your protein, meat. We yeah. think it's meat. I, it, whether, it, whether it's meat or whether it's whatever scraps they find around the grinder, I'm okay with that. I've right. made my peace with, with uh, what goes into a hot dog. I used to always say uh, my favorite food to eat is usually got to be uh, the the noodles, the ramen noodles, because it's I like you're those. cold, and I know there's tons of salt in there. So I know if I had to eat that for the rest of my life, <laughs> I would probably be <laughs> balloon and have high blood pressure. But I would say within the last couple of years, my go-to has got to get the Von Hansen's pretzels. Oh, they are so good. In Which flavor? I'm a Parmesan guy. I love the Parmesan. But I also like the cinnamon sugar at the end, so that's a nice sweet. If you're looking for both, depends what the taste buds. The dill pick are phenomenal. So love to get Von Hansen's as a supporter of girls' hockey. We'll bring it in the house for sure. So. Hintity hint hint, Von Hansen. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of food, uh, both of us are hungry. We'll take a look <laughs> at the clock, and we've actually ran over a little bit because we had uh, so much stuff to get to today. But uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Peter for all his analysis, his research, and else. His brainwaves he's given to me is making me a smarter person than I was yesterday. Um, and this is uh, Todd, and I want to thank you all for listening to Her Ice because it's not, not his, his ice. ice. No, it's not. So uh, take care of, it, of yourself and each other, and we'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool, all about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool.